just from our recent readings in the Chaitanya Charitamrita of the cleansing of the Gundicha Temple, Srila Prabhupada emphasizes, based on a lengthy commentary from his guru, Maharaj, about keeping oneself in a very clean and pure position in order to continue chanting Hare Krishna. This is something that Krishna emphasizes as well to Uddhava in the 11th canto. The Srimad Bhagavatam entire chapter is dedicated to cultivating sattva gun. The point is that along with chanting Hare Krishna, one has to live <coughs> a pure lifestyle. And that means to be clean in habit, in the habit of speech. One has to be careful. Of course, there's the 10 offenses to be avoided. That requires restraint and very deliberate practice, for instance, not to criticize devotees. And then, as far as one's environment goes, one has to be deliberately very clean because, as Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, yesham tontakatam papam jananam punyakarmanam te dvanva mukta bhajantimam dhridavrta in order to have strong determination in the practice of devotional service, one has to be in sattvagun. So it's a vital part of the practice. Srila Bhaktisiddhanta said it's not just chanting Hare Krishna that will make one successful, but it's chanting Hare Krishna and also working to avoid the ten offenses and to cultivate sattva. So as far as our personal environment goes and habits, we have to unclutter as much as possible. And as far as the temple environment goes, we also have to each take responsibility for uncluttering as much as possible. We're in a small space, but... And that means that everyone has to be meticulous if you see something that can be uncluttered, then do so, because this reflects our collective ability to maintain sattva gun. It's one of the duties we have, so in personal space and also in the collective space that we have. It's a practical matter. Hare Krishna. Maybe just end with a few reflections. One is, I volunteer to start. Last night, from the vantage point of performing the kirtan and watching people walk by, I noticed various levels of receptivity. Some people had, some people were, were very determinedly walking by. To, their body language was that this is nonsense, and I, I don't want to even show a glimmer of appreciation. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to listen to it. I'm just going to walk by as quickly as possible. Then there were people kind of in the middle who were a little more innocent, who sort of looked, uh, seemed like, should I be looking at this? 
and noticing whatever their friends or relatives were doing, they sort of get a little giddy maybe and think, uh, yeah, this is kind of funny. And other people have a natural attraction. I saw some people stop and then they would, yeah, this is good. It's really, really a good thing. I don't know exactly what it is, but it's good. And then there were some people that knew what it is and thought it was fantastic. So there is a spectrum of interest that people have. And in the chanting of Japa, just as we have the vantage point from doing the Harinam and watching other people and how they're receptive or not, and we can understand from Shastra why they may or may not be interested because of their different levels of conditioning. So similarly, Japa is called Swadhyayaha. It's a self-observation. We're meant to watch ourselves and see, am I attracted to the holy name? It's all attractive, but am I attracted? To what level? What end of the spectrum am I on? I'm not interested at all. I'm just chanting because I, I'm supposed to. <laughs> or I'm so interested that I can't stop, and it's the most fascinating activity that I've ever done. So <clears throat> it's uh, indicative of our own state of consciousness, and we can notice that. And it's not that there's nothing we can do about it if we're not attracted to the holy name. As I mentioned in the beginning, the pastime of the cleansing of the Kunticha temple is, according to our acharyas, indicative of what we have to do in order to become attracted to the holy name. How many times did Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his devotees cleanse the Gundicha temple in one day? Three times, and then they also cleansed outside as well. Because once they cleaned inside, they noticed that there were large particles and twigs and branches, and then, then there were some medium sized, and then there were very fine particles of sand and dust. And they kept refining their cleaning process, and then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had them clean outside around the temple so that nothing else would blow back in again. And this is what Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said is our process of making sure that we identify any anartas. They're all like the dust and dirt that's in the temple and cleaning it out. And he gives a long list. I'll read that list during the Bhagavatam class that are specifically identified. But it's one of the most important aspects, as Srila Bhaktisiddhanta, and I'm repeating what I said at the beginning, to not just chant Hare Krishna, but also be actively engaged in cleaning and making sure that none of the mentioned, listed, catalogs, anartas are present in our heart. We have to actively clean them and take them out. 